It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And boy, do we ever have a lot to talk about today. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. Yes, we do, don't we? (laughs) We sure do. How are the markets doing today? Markets are in the green, but it sure has been a wild ride since uh, you and I spoke last week. Uh, You know, we really saw quite a turnaround day there on Friday when the markets were down 1,000 and uh, turned up and turned positive. Um, so we were happy to see that. And since then, markets have, um, you know, uh, shown us some green in certain sectors and things like that. But it also depends on what uh, what index you're looking at. Uh, they're, they're not all down the same. Uh, you know, we're seeing uh, the TSX is down the least, uh, just down one and a half percent year to date, where you look at the NASDAQ, which is obviously uh, tech heavy, is down uh, 10, 12 percent this year. So so again, we're looking at what the Fed has to say today in the U.S. Uh, around 11 o'clock. That's going to be very important to markets. Uh, so again, getting more of that information as well as earnings are coming out, right? And I think just investor sentiment all of a sudden turned quite negative there. Uh, but I think we need to get some more light from the Fed and from interest rates, which of course, uh, we've heard from Canada already this morning. Uh, and also some economic data, such as fourth quarter GDP and personal spending uh, out of the U.S. That's coming out Thursday and Friday this week. So it should provide more clarity. Uh, it did feel like markets have kind of been in uh, an oversold kind of space, I would say. Again, when you go through a market pullback, which again, you know, up one to two, five to 10 percent corrections can be normal on the market. And all the, although they don't feel good right at the time to me. Uh, they uh, they always create some sort of opportunity. Again, it's just a matter of of when you should be stepping back in if you've raised some cash and so on. Okay, that's good though. It ha- you mentioned roller coaster ride though. Like, is that is this one of those weeks where you kind of maybe get some calls from clients that you have to you know say everybody it's okay, it's going to be fine. Yeah, again, I mean, we we don't get many calls just because we're discretionarily managing the portfolios. We're making the day-to-day decisions. People can see their accounts online. They saw even, you know, 10 days ago, we took some profits on a few of the stocks that we had. We uh, raised, you know, 10% plus cash. But again, the reasons that are out there, there there wasn't enough to run for the hills and sell everything. I mean, again, we're experienced. I've been doing this for 20 years. Um, And uh, again, you want to you know, take a look at what's happening in the world, whether it's uh, pol- politically speaking or economically, uh, and make logical decisions based on that. We're not trading out of fear, um, and you want to remain logical during these times because, again, markets can snap back just as quickly as they went down, and you have to have a plan for for both scenarios. I mean, you really do. Yes, that is so true. Okay, so this morning we hear the Bank of Canada is keeping its benchmark rate unchanged. Were you surprised by that? No, I wasn't. And, um, you know, I think that uh, the expectations out there about rate increases have gotten a little bit ahead of themselves, uh, especially with Omicron. That that really, Omicron has softened kind of the recovery, whether it's for a short period of time because it's spreading so quickly. Uh, and again, uh, that kind of seems to go as, as fast as it came. But still, it's having an impact, especially here in Canada, but also in the U.S. and globally. And so uh, that the Bank of Canada kind of removed some of their forward guidance on interest rates as well, Uh, you know, though expecting to increase early this year uh, wasn't uh, too surprising. And, um, you know, last week's inflation came in line uh, at 4.8%. And, you know, I I believe that similar sentiment from the U.S. Fed uh, will be seen today. But again, when you start looking at some of the articles that were coming out over the past week for the U.S. in terms of rates, 
uh, the expectation is three to four interest rate hikes this year. But then you start seeing articles about five possible rate increases. I'm going, wait a second here. You know, that, that probably is too, too far, too fast. The reality is the central banks are increasing rates to, to try to combat inflation, but also the economy is growing and should be able to easily handle a few rate increases, but I don't think they want to go too far. And again, supply chain issues are causing some of that inflation. And uh, if, you know, those concerns or we, you know, we're not seeing the stress on the supply chain as much, whether it's in the second or third quarter, uh, then they may, we may see inflation numbers come down. And so it's important to kind of keep on top of this. Um, Again, that's why we actively manage portfolios. I mean, we have a thesis and an opinion of what's going to happen this year, but we will change the course if need be. And so be very interesting to see how the Fed reports today at 11, and we'll be looking forward to, to that information uh, right. for some clarity. And, and again, some good news, like Microsoft had good earnings, their stock is up. So again, it's not all bad out there, although it can seem that way when you're going through a correction. Oh, it sure can, can't it, for a lot of people. Now, not everybody can be lucky enough to have you to look after their money for them, Lori. So for investors, like, what do you advise during times of volatility? What, what should they be doing? Yeah, you know, I, I again, you know, talking to so many investors out there and 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 that I've been doing this for so long, you know, there's some tips that I have for for how people can deal with market volatility. Again, one understand that it's a normal part of investing. Uh, you can't avoid it, right? You can't sidestep a market downturn entirely. You will feel it some way somehow even if you are actively managing. Um but number one, try not to trade on your gut feelings, right? Avoid making dramatic portfolio changes like moving your entire portfolio in and out of the markets as this can negatively impact uh, your long-term goals. And no one can really predict market tops or bottoms. So being out or in the market entirely in one way or another, just because of your gut feeling uh, is not a good trading strategy. Um, again, don't panic and check your online access daily. This this doesn't help you get through a downturn. Um, it can make you moody and cause strain on, on relationships around you for some people, I think. Um, you know, you don't see your home price daily. So so why look at your portfolio daily? Again, have, have sort of a longer term uh, horizon and vision of, of where you want your portfolio to go. So instead of thinking, oh, next week, what's going to happen to the stock market? What's going to happen next three, six, 12 months, 24 months, you know, and to me, things still look positive. The The globe is going to recover out of this pandemic and, and things are going to continue on and continue forward. So again, looking for opportunities, market swings, create stocks or sectors to move lower, look for high quality companies that have been hit. Uh, or ask your advisor if they have a strategy to deal with volatility and how they plan to take advantage of it. Like if you understand it more, uh, then you might be more comfortable with it. Uh, be clear about the types of investments you own. There's a big difference between investing in small high-risk companies and a stock like Microsoft or Royal Bank, right? So make sure you're comfortable with the type of holdings uh, your advisor is recommending for you. And you may be more likely to stay the course if you understand the stocks you're in uh, and they're, you know, not likely to go to zero at any point, right? Uh, you may may sleep better at night and, and having a financial plan and sticking to your long-term goals. And I know we talk about financial plans a lot, but, you know, it helps you not to get sucked into the short-term market movement and uh, and think logically. So sell-offs don't right. last forever. The stock market doesn't go, just go to zero uh, and you might feel a lot better if you're in high-quality companies and having uh, somebody actively manage the portfolio and watching uh, the current events and making logical decisions based on that. A lot of the- I think also leads into our next topic, which we were going to talk about retirement and mental health, because like, what do those two things have to do with each other? 
So much. I, I can't say that enough. Um, you know, as you know, I sit across the, the desk there with many people or across Zoom now um, talking about retirement plans, um, you know, and, and I can really sense a lot of stress and anxiety sometimes for people as they're making that decision, not because they don't have enough money or enough assets to retire. It's simply the choice to 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 make right that uh, you're not going to go in and see your uh, your coworkers or be with uh, your employees on a daily basis, right? It keeps people busy and they wonder what they're going to do, um, you know, with the hours in the day once they're retired. And I will say that, you know, it usually takes people up to, you know, three months to kind of have that transition and feel comfortable. Uh, but there's things that you can kind of get ahead of and, and plan for the uh, unexpected or set small goals for yourself, right? Uh, structure your days, uh, consider an encore job, as we like to call it. Um, you know, give yourself some time to figure it out. Uh, I find this with a lot of business owners, they're used to having control over their business. And then when they go into retirement, all of a sudden, you know, uh, they they don't and they're they're missing that somewhat. And uh, so again, give yourself some time, you, you won't know all the answers. But again, having that financial plan, knowing you have enough money to retire, that can definitely ease your anxieties right off the bat. So again, if you, if you notice that your spouse is stressed out, you know, bring up those conversations, bring up those conversations with a third party like a financial advisor. Uh, because I always say it's the first time, you know, you're retiring, but I've retired 100 times. And again, I'm used to having these conversations and understanding right. uh, the stress that people are going through when they're making those decisions. And, and so again, uh, it's important to talk about it. That's all I'll say on that. So true. Uh, Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Simi. Have a great day. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Now you can also contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at pinkowski.ca.